People love him already. He's got the uh, Rhode Island twang. The long pass to Moore and a pin block from Martin. Tune in to Cam's corner. He's going <laughs> to make it here. Draws the foul for another Rhode Island in one. Podcast his own podcast. It's good off the backboard and in. Trying to break. And we are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Camp's Corner Season 3, Episode 9. Today joining me, a Middletown, Rhode Island native in the 58th pick in this year's MLB draft to the Cleveland Guardians. It's Alex Clemmy. Alex, thank you for joining me, man. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, for sure. And for new viewers tuning in and maybe unaware of your journey, you're fresh out of high school at Bishop Hendrigan in Warwick, Rhode Island. You committed to Vanderbilt to play D1 college baseball, and then your name's called in the MLB draft. So we'll get into all that stuff later. Um, I wanted to start off of your earliest memory of throwing a baseball because for fans that don't know um, you clocked in at 99 this year. So just talk about your first ever memory that you can think of your earliest memory of you throwing a baseball. Yeah. So, I mean, baseball has been a huge sport throughout my family and it's always been a tradition. Everyone played baseball throughout their time. So I think probably three, four years old before the first time I ever threw a baseball started to pitch around seven, eight years old. And then, Obviously, once I got into high school and realized I was pretty good at it, I started to take it serious and put a lot of work into it day in and day out. And ultimately, that's why I ended up getting drafted. And obviously, I had two great opportunities between Vanderbilt and professional baseball. But obviously, the opportunity was what I was looking for out of high school for professional baseball. So that's what ultimately I ended up doing. And can't be happier of the decision I've made. For sure. And, and playing baseball, you know, like you said, at a very young age, starting up, um, was the goal to always be a pitcher or, you know, playing the sport? What was your favorite position growing up? Yeah, so I, like I said, I didn't really start pitching until I was seven or eight years old. So I was always a hitter and played first base in the outfield. So I was pretty good at both for a long time. And then I started to realize that pitching was something I was getting a little better at and started to take it more serious and devote my time to that that aspect of the game. So once you started pitching, who was like a, an MLB role model that you had that you kind of looked up to and kind of wanted to emulate your game after? Yeah, so I really wouldn't say there's someone I had really emulated my game after. I think comparisons that have been made about myself have been Clayton Kershaw, Chris Sale, and just lefties, good off speed. And then obviously Chris Sale is just tall, lengthy lefty like myself. So those are two kind of comparisons that have been made about me. But I mean, try to emulate no one really and kind of create my own path for myself and a known picture for people to look after me. For sure. And, and piggybacking off of that too, just growing up in Middletown alone um, in Rhode Island, you know, what was the scene like for sports? Was baseball the only sport that you played or was there other sports that you were involved in? Just talk about your, your involvement, uh, involvement with, uh, with youth sports. Yeah. So I played hockey and baseball, played hockey up until my freshman year of high school. And then, obviously hung up the hockey skates when I realized that baseball was something I wanted to pursue full time and put my full effort into. So I played hockey up until my freshman year, all the way from my youth days. So, Yeah. And after um, developing and realizing that you were going to stick with baseball, like you said, um, how did you come up on the decision to go to Hendrickon um, and Warwick and, and why did the, why did the decision ultimately? Yeah. So obviously the pitching coach at Hendrickon, and Chris Sheehan and Holstead, a couple Summer camps, green and go baseball camps, great camp, really was run, run really well. And a lot of good information was shared and that I was able to learn throughout the few times that I attended that. And then ultimately, we found out it was a great education school, all boys, Catholic preparatory school. I attended a Catholic school my whole preschool through eighth grade years. So ultimately, once we found out all those pieces were kind of part of that puzzle, we made that decision to attend Henrikan. And 
Henrikin was great for me. It was a great support system from the academic and athletic side. So everything is very good to say about Henrikin for sure. Yeah. And how did that whole process really start your freshman year coming in? Um, you're one of the youngest guys in there. When did you start to really notice eyes on you at, uh, playing baseball? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously my freshman year was cut due to COVID. So I didn't have a mm-hmm. freshman year with the high school stuff, but a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that ultimately led me getting committed to Vanderbilt was working with John DeRoyan, obviously who's with university of Arizona now player development and just posted a ton of video. He had also hopped on a bunch of zoom calls with a lot of higher ups and a lot of professional pitching coaches, college pitching coaches, and just started to pick their brain. And ultimately he got introduced to coach Brown, who's the pitching coach over at Vanderbilt and they had started to build the connection and, I was talking to a bunch of different schools and ultimately they had seen some video coach Brown had liked what he saw source of more analytical stuff, things like that. And hopped on a few phone calls with him. And then ultimately the whole coaching staff with my family and I, and ultimately landed, a, landed an offer from them. And it was my dream school since a young age. So obviously I accepted the offer right away and ultimately committed to Vanderbilt. Yeah. And throughout that high school process that like we were talking about, um, obviously being a pitcher, it's much different than any, any other position, um, and that's where you kind of found your rhythm and groove as the years went on and, and you stuck with that position. Just talk about like, you know, the preparation and how how you improved as a pitcher, because the the, diff- the routines and, um, you know, the practicing schemes is, is way different at that level. So just talk about the facilities that you were at, the people that helped you just improve and improve every day. Yeah. So I obviously work out at Hops Athletic Performance over in Coventry. So and I've had a great support system since being there, whether that be Matt, the owner of Hops, John, Mason, all the other pro guys that have given me all the little if, ends, ends, or buts about professional baseball, all the goods and not goods about professional baseball, just so I had a clear, clear mind of what I was going to get myself into and if this is what I ultimately wanted to do out of high school. And I felt from a maturity standpoint, I was more than ready. And from an obviously an ability standpoint, I was more than ready as well. So I think just having a great support system behind me every single day, really just pushing me to the max level that I could push myself to and ultimately be at my best game 110% every single day. I think just being around those people and having that tight circle was huge for me. Yeah. So would you say like, those were kind of like, I guess your, your role models outside of like the MLB, like people that you, that saw potential in you um, through that, through that entire process before the draft? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, there's been a lot of different people. There's been a ton of different people that have supported me. Obviously my family was a huge support system for me, just backing up anything that I ever wanted to do, whether that be going away for a whole summer to kind of tackle that summer circuit, my junior year of high school, really get it shown in front of professional scouts to kind of put my name out there and show kind of what I can do and ultimately help put it out on the map. Cause obviously there's a lot of hidden talent around that kind of goes unnoticed just being such a small hidden state in the Northeast. So I think just, putting on for my family, trying to put on for Rhode Island, kind of show people and scouts what Rhode Island really has to offer. And I think all that kind of led to be being drafted and through a lot of hard work, dedication, and kind of time when no one was watching. Yeah, definitely. And like I said at the beginning, 99 miles per hour, only at 18 years old is, is very, very impressive, and especially in the state of Rhode Island. So um, just kind of talk about your reaction when you hit that, you know, and the, the, the buildup to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just, like I said, it stems from all the hard work that I really put in in the gym and the offseason, kind of gaining weight, gaining muscle, and just really learning how to pitch with my body. I think, I mean, obviously it's a great accomplishment to hit 99, but I think you also got to learn how to pitch and how to set up hitters and all these different things. So I think, yeah, it's very cool to hit a number like that, but it's 
It's can you hold that number? Can you be consistent with your delivery? Can you be consistent with your velocity? Can you ultimately, can you get hitters out? So, and obviously as I've learned just kind of through my first few months of professional baseball, everyone can hit a 99 mile an hour fastball now. So I think it's just how you, how you can change your arsenal and ultimately react to what you're being put out there with and ultimately go out there, compete and get out. Were you shocked once you got that number? I mean, like you said, obviously you're not trying to chase that. You want to stay consistent, but what was your ultimate reaction when that happened? I mean, I think it was just like, like I can say, like an accomplishment or an achievement that I was looking to hit. I mean, it wasn't like I was going to go crazy after hitting 99. It was something I expected with all the hard work that I'd kind of put in. And it was ultimately like just a piece of the puzzle added together. Yeah. We talked earlier too about um, the decision to go to Vanderbilt before all the MLB talk kind of sparked and, and spiraled and started to trend. Um, just elaborate a little bit more on that commitment and why you wanted to take your talents there after high school before knowing that this MLB opportunity was going to come about. Yeah. So obviously I knew just kind of the winning reputation that Vanderbilt had the coaching staff, their philosophies, how their development of players was extremely well compared to other schools and just the players that have come through Vanderbilt and what they've said about the program, what they said about the coaching staff and just the support system that was there to offer and also obviously the academic piece was huge as well being the ivy league school of the south and the harvard of the south excuse me and just being a super tough academic school and obviously hendrickson isn't very easy as well so i think kind of keeping that in the back of my mind and having that huge academic as a great backup piece and my family it was a huge academic family so i think me them being supportive of my decision and them ultimately helping me choose that school to be a decision yeah, and resulting in that too, obviously that that senior year and uh, probably the year prior to making national teams, playing all these different programs to really get your name on the map. When did you feel like this really helped you get noticed as far as being an MLB prospect and being a Division One uh, commit? Yeah, so you're talking about how Vanderbilt helped me as leverage. Yeah, that and um, just like your your involvement in all these different um, you know programs in general. Like I saw like a lot of national teams that you made and things like that, um, it, it kind of really put you on the map. So just talk about how that helped prep you for the next level. Yeah, absolutely. I think, obviously, a lot of the events were professional scouts in attendance. So I think kind of building my resume, building my portfolio of what I have to offer at all these different events and ultimately getting invited to these different events. So they're, they're there, each event, seeing the top talent in the country. And I think me being able to go out there and perform and have success was a huge write-off for them in their book and kind of like the – thing that set me apart from other people or vice versa, just having success, being competitive, and ultimately winning baseball games and winning it on the highest level, competing for your country and uh, like just the World Cup. So that was a huge thing as well. So I think kind of just showing the competitiveness, the fear of never backing down and always going out there and giving 110% to get the best effort to come out. Most definitely. And before getting into a little bit more of the draft questions and, and how it is now for you. Um, just talk about your senior year as a whole. I know you guys didn't win the state title, but your progress as an individual obviously helped you in the long run uh, with where you are now. But just elaborate more on what your mindset was during that season as it concluded. Yeah, so I think it was obviously a huge season for me. I knew there'd be a lot of attention and eyes around me. And I knew just to take it day by day and never, never get too high in the moment, always live in the moment, really act like they're not even there when I'm throwing, just kind of go out there, compete, put my team in the best chance to be successful, do everything I can on that mound. And obviously the first game wasn't really what I expected or wasn't hoping for. Obviously it came out, control was a little all over the place. And I think be able to take a step back, put everything into perspective and just 
no, I need to go out there, compete, and do the best I can to help my team win baseball games. So I think kind of changing that mindset of just going out there and doing it for my team and being the best team that I possibly could really changed kind of my mindset and ultimately my season around and ultimately had a great season. Obviously, we didn't win the championship, but we fought hard till the end. And, you know, it was a great it was a great season to keep building on different relationships and development of an overall baseball player. Yeah, and with all the national teams and, uh, of course, the four years at Hendrickin, just looking back at your career as a high school pitcher as a whole, just your most memorable moment that you'll always remember that still sticks with you uh, to this day. Um, I definitely think it would be probably throwing a perfect game my junior year. That was that was a very memorable moment. Obviously, winning Gatorade Player of the Year was nice as well. First team All American, all those different achievements. But I think everything you can look at into, into perspective. I think all of it comes from hard work and time when no one's watching too. So these things are almost to be expected with the hard work and dedication put in day in and day out. So obviously these achievements are all great, but I think a lot of it wouldn't be done without the support system I have around me, pushing me every day to be the best I possibly can be. For sure. And uh, I love that mindset. You, you, you say that almost after every other question. And I love the, you know, the mindset that you have going into uh, each and every media thing that you have, because we were able to cover you in the summer uh, with the draft and everything like that. And I really wanted to know what that attention for you was like, because that was probably the most attention you've had, um, throughout the entire high school process. So just talk about that anticipation to the draft, you know, the the media wanting to talk to you and just that buildup and that adrenaline kind of before the day really came. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's great to have all the attention and kind of all the media reaching out to get interviews and ask questions, but it's part of the process. Like I said, I think I can attribute a lot of it to the hard work I put in and people wanting to speak with me just to kind of see what I've been up to, my process, what I'm really thinking about the draft. Because, I mean, it's nerve-wracking those coming up to those few days before the draft. You don't really know where you're going to go. I mean, I could have fallen in a million different spots with any different team. And obviously I was very lucky and fortunate to be taken by the Guardians, which is a great, great organization with a great support staff. But like I said, I mean, it was very, very miscellaneous of where I was going to end up going. And obviously once draft night came, it was a great night for my family and I and just a dedication to my hard work and kind of seeing it all pay off. But yeah, I mean – it's great to kind of have the media and all that kind of stuff and all the attention kind of swarmed around you, but you just got to stay focused and stay focused on what the task is at hand. Definitely. And run me through that day too. I mean, we were there closer to the end of the day, but I'm sure the entire day in general was just kind of like a blur. So um, your, your feeling going into it, uh, your mindset, and um, obviously we interviewed you before and after. So just, just run me through that day in general and what your, what your mindset was like. Yeah. I was just trying to stay, just trying to stay focused, not really, putting too, too much attention on the draft. Obviously I knew it'd be on the forefront of my mind, but just trying to spend time with family, just keep the, keep the good vibes up and ultimately be around my family to ultimately hear my name call with my friends as well. So that was great to kind of have them there to be there. A little bit of a support system for me. I mean, obviously it was long. I think yeah. draft started around seven 30. I didn't get picked till about 1130. So I think just the anticipation of being picked was, was long, but it was well, well worth it for sure. Did you have any like anticipation of where you were going to go? Or was it kind of just like, want to watch the whole thing and see what happens. Yeah, obviously there was teams that had reached out and things mm-hmm. that were very interested, but obviously, like I said, I didn't really know where I was going to end up falling. It could have been a one minute before the pick was in that I'd get called and told that I was going to go there, which happened with the Guardians. So, yeah, I didn't really know where I was going to go. I think it was just a lot of anticipation and waiting. Yeah, and then you finally get that call with the Guardians in the second round. Um, you know, once once you got that call and once everything was official, you heard your name, um, your family and friends congratulating you. When did it finally hit you that you were in the MLB? 
Yeah, I think probably the next day is when I really started to kind of feel it and was just like, wow, this is a great achievement for myself. But I mean, once I heard my name call, I knew the I, I knew the I knew the work started again. I mean, I was out of the house in four days, headed out to Arizona here and started my professional career. So I knew obviously one book called one page closed, the other one opened with high school ball and then going into professional baseball. So it's the same task, same mindset every single day. But yeah, I mean, I think probably the day after was when I finally realized that I was a professional baseball player, but I knew the mindset couldn't change and had to go out there every single day and give it my all for sure. How quick was it until you had to like move and, and start, you know, looking at the facilities and things like that? And what was it like being away from your family for the first time as a professional athlete? Um, yeah, so it was about four or five days after the draft had ended that I had ended up moving out to Arizona here for a couple months before heading back home. But I mean, I had, I was away all my junior year summer. I wasn't really traveling with my family or anything. I was staying in hotels with my teammates. So I'd had a taste of it before. And that was another another important thing that I was super comfortable with going into professional baseball, knowing that I'd been alone without my family and without my parents to help me and support me. But I knew it was a maturity thing that I had seen from my junior year up until a couple of months ago before the draft. So I was super comfortable with that. But yeah, I mean, it's great out here. I love it. It's a lot of support system, a lot of professional players rolling in. And it's great to just pick their minds, pick their brains about what they know about professional baseball. And ultimately, just kind of being an older brother to you, because obviously I'm super, super young compared to some of the other players out here. So it's always good to ask questions, be an open book, and just keep learning and getting better and developing on a daily basis. Have you had a moment yet where, um, you know, either at spring training or something like that, where you stepped onto the field or into a practice facility and you were like, wow, like I'm in the MLB, like it kind of hit you or you saw like a player like up close that you've you've idolized or watched your entire career and stuff like that? Um, I think it was, I was expecting a lot of the things that I was going to see here in professional baseball, things that or things that I've, sorry, things that I've already done before prior to entering professional baseball. So there hasn't really been a super surprising moment that really stuck out to me about freshman, maybe making my first star or whatever. But no, I think it's just, it's a job now. So it's what I wake up and do every single day. And it's a thing I love to do. So obviously I'm very excited to attend work and tend to have professional baseball every single day. Right. And you put it perfectly. It's a job now. It's you do it every single day, similar to the high school level where you're practicing every day and trying to get better every day. How would you compare that routine in high school up until the draft to what the workload is now in the MLB at the professional level? Yeah. Like I said, so I was trying to best prepare myself in high school. Like I was a professional baseball player. So Yes, my routine may have changed a little bit, but my mindset, the way I attacked my lifts, my workouts, my my throwing sessions, my bullpens all stayed the same. Maybe it's just a few ticks in the delivery, a few little different things to kind of change and perfect things. But no, the mindset and the work ethic has never changed. It's really been consistent throughout high school leading into professional baseball. Has there been any uh, big difference that you've seen overall so far? I think it's just a level of competition. Everyone's very good. It's professional baseball. You're getting paid to do this. So everyone takes this job very, very serious. And obviously I'm blessed to be able to be in the position I am to go out there and compete with the best of the best every single day. Yeah. And, and as things are starting to kick off now and uh, your professional career is, is fully underway uh, to cap things off, what's your main goal at the end of the day? And what are you looking forward to the most in your future? My main goal is just to develop and be the best version of myself as a person and as a baseball player every single day. And obviously win baseball games with the Cleveland guardians and, just keep improving this is a game I love and this is what I enjoy doing on a daily basis so there's no better thing than playing baseball in 85 degree weather every day so yeah and I guess lastly too how does it feel to 
to put on for the state of Rhode Island. I mean, obviously a very small state and we talked about it too, once you got uh, drafted um, to have such a name in, in a small state and to be at that pedigree of a level, like how does that feel uh, for you? Yeah, it's truly a blessing to kind of be recognized as one of the best baseball players to come out of Rhode Island. And I think just being able to put on for the state and kind of show the state and everyone around what really Rhode Island is about. And all there's a lot of hidden talent in Rhode Island. So I think it'll start to get noticed more and more as we come out here. Obviously, my brother is committed to Vanderbilt as well. So I think there's a lot of good players in Rhode Island that are going to come out in the next few years that people are going to be really surprised about. But it's truly a blessing and an honor to be recognized as one of the best baseball players in Rhode Island and kind of help put on for the state for sure. For sure, Alex. And I appreciate the time. Like I said, I know you're super busy uh, for hopping on Camps Corner. What would you think of Camps Corner and who might you want to see as a guest in the future? Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I love – I obviously saw David Lynch was on a couple of weeks ago. I mean, there's a lot of good a lot of good baseball players. Maybe Ben Broody is one of my good friends who plays with the Cincinnati Reds. Maybe I can ultimately help him get on the podcast, kind of share his experience with the Reds and obviously another professional team and just kind of see the path he's taken so far. But awesome, I appreciate man. you having me on. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely stay in touch, and I wish you good luck the rest of the season. Thank you guys for tuning in for this episode of Camp's Corner with Alex Clemmy. We'll see you guys in the next episode.